Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. According to a new analysis from Newark at the University of Chicago, dual eligible beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare Advantage were less likely to experience disruptions in their health care during the COVID-19 pandemic than dual eligibles enrolled in traditional fee-for-service Medicare. To explain this finding, I'm joined by Caroline Pearson, Senior Vice President at Newark. Caroline, welcome back to the show. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. So first, for those who may not be familiar with Newark, can you explain what you do there? Yeah, NORC is a nonprofit objective research institution closely affiliated with the University of Chicago. And I run our healthcare strategy team where we look at research and data analysis to inform healthcare decision makers. Wonderful. And this, uh, this study uh, piqued my interest because um, there is such a growth in Medicare Advantage. And uh, I, think it, I think it's interesting to see uh, where trends are going in terms of care for patients uh, in, in that program. So um, in this analysis, you looked at access to care for dual eligibles during the COVID-19 pandemic, as we mentioned. Um, Can you start out by explaining what dual eligibles are and what led you to look at the difference between those enrolled in traditional Medicare versus Medicare Advantage? Absolutely. So dual eligible beneficiaries are um, some of the lowest income Medicare beneficiaries. So Medicare is the program that serves seniors and people with disability. Um, Dual eligible beneficiaries are also uh, enrolled in Medicaid, which is the program for low income individuals. And so um, these are a particularly um, vulnerable set of the Medicare population. Um, They tend to be reasonably complex in terms of health needs. And so uh, they're an important focus to understand how the Medicare program and Medicare Advantage plans um, can begin to serve this population better. And what led you to take a look at that um, specifically? What what piqued your interest um, in terms of, you know, Medicare Advantage versus fee-for-service Medicare? Yeah, so over time, um, we have seen a tremendous and consistent growth and enrollment in Medicare Advantage. And, you know, historically, the conventional wisdom has been, oh, Medicare Advantage, um, which is the private plans that administer Medicare, uh, Medicare Advantage is enrolling younger, healthier patients uh, or beneficiaries, you know, folks that uh, have spent most of their life with employer coverage and are most uh, most comfortable in private plans. And so we've we've had this hypothesis um, that they were really a fundamentally different population. Uh, what has changed in the last several years is Medicare Advantage plans have really uh, begun to focus on providing care for more complicated um, and higher needs enrollees. And so the first thing that um, I wanted to look at in this data was to really understand what's the difference in the demographics of duals who are enrolled in fee-for-service versus those who are selecting Medicare Advantage. And the results were quite striking. So um, we actually found that dual eligibles in Medicare Advantage were uh, much older, um, much less likely uh, to be white. So they were... um, 
you know, more likely to be Hispanic uh, and black. And they had statistically significantly more chronic conditions. So this is a population that's um, older, sicker, uh, and, you know, has more minority representation and, and therefore really needs uh, some special focus from the MA plans that serve them. Okay. So let's dive into some of the specifics um, that you found. What, what, was, what were some of the biggest findings there? Yeah. So, um, you know, starting with the notion that the enrollees in Medicare Advantage um, are actually higher needs, we then wanted to say, okay, um, how did folks do during the pandemic? We know that the pandemic was a challenge um, for everyone in the country, but especially for older adults, uh, you know, in terms of their ability to maintain access to care. And we, again, we might have thought that because the population um, was more complex and older that they might have had worse access to care during the pandemic. Um, but we actually saw um, pretty consistent responses between the two groups about challenges accessing all types of care. And then when we look specifically at um, sort of ongoing care, we saw that duals in Medicare Advantage plans fared better than duals and fee-for-service. So they have, they're less likely to report that they couldn't get a regular checkup, um, that they couldn't get ongoing care for a, for a chronic condition, uh, that they couldn't access urgent care. Um, and so all of those are really positive outcomes that suggest that Medicare Advantage plans may have been doing a good job at helping their enrollees understand how to access care despite all of the disruptions of the pandemic. Did any of that surprise you, Caroline? Yeah, it definitely surprised me. I mean, the the typical uh, the typical assumption is, um, you know, the older folks, uh, folks who are less likely to speak English at home, which is true of the the duals in MA, um, you know, people with health conditions that that they are the ones that are most likely to get have experienced care disruptions in a challenged uh, time like the pandemic. So we would expect that they, that the MA enrollees might have done worse. Um, the fact that they actually performed a bit better uh, is really saying something and really does speak to the potential for Medicare Advantage plans to provide some ongoing continuity of care and, and care management um, as a service to their members. So what do you think the implications are of this analysis. Um, I'm just curious to see where you think it's going. Obviously, Medicare Advantage is, 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 has been growing. Do you think it's going to grow more um, as, as a result of some of this? Do you think it gives them some leverage to, to move out? Sounds like it does. I think it does. I think um, Medicare Advantage uh, is growing. I think it's going to continue to grow. Uh, there's always a debate in Washington with policymakers about, um, you know, whether the payments are right and sort of what kind of value we're getting uh, from Medicare Advantage plans. And I think these results begin to tell the story about how private plans are taking advantage of the payments that they get from the federal government to really provide a more coordinated, um, managed set of care for their enrollees, rather than fee-for-service where beneficiaries are somewhat left to their own devices to figure out uh, what they need and, and how to access a doctor. So, you know, everybody believes care management is important, and this is just a little bit more data that shows Medicare Advantage plans may be really contributing to that uh, vision for better care. And it appears they can do that for various um, subsections of the population. It's not it's not just contained in, in one area of our population. 
Absolutely. They're not just doing it for, uh, you know, high literacy, um, easy to easy to manage groups. They're doing it for um, some of the oldest and sickest populations. And those are the folks with the highest spending. So that's the places in our healthcare system where where better management has an opportunity to produce much better results, um, both in terms of spending and health outcomes. Well, it's a great story in the healthcare space, uh, something positive that's coming out of all this maybe. So I'm glad to hear about this. Caroline, if someone wanted to read about the detailed analysis, where can they go? Um, you can find it on our website, which is nork.org, N-O-R-C.org, uh, under the press releases tab. Fantastic. Caroline Pearson, thanks so much for joining us again on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great rest of your day. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.